Do you ever feel that there is more to life than what you're experiencing, but don't know how to get there? At the heart of each of us is a desire to find meaning and purpose. However, many of us don't know where to begin. Welcome to the Transform Your Life podcast. I'm your host, Steve Chua. And I'm Pete Cofarcio. This show will teach you to be confident in your identity and embrace powerful mindsets so that you can fulfill your destiny and life purpose. We're excited to take you on a journey to transform your life so that you can transform your world. Hi, everyone. Welcome to the Transform Your Life podcast. I am Steve Chua. And I'm Pete Cofarcio. It's so great to have you with us today, and we are super excited about this episode because we're going to be talking about habits and dealing with our habits. But before we do that, why don't we have our transformation tips, Pete? Sure thing. So this tip to quote from Zig Ziglar, there is no elevator to success. You have to take the stairs. (laughs) <laughs> and, and I like this for two reasons. One, Steve, one is uh, my lazy self wants the elevator to success. And I'm always looking for do. it. I'm Instant always looking stuff. for the shortcut. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Express elevator at that. Um, but, uh, you know, so it's a reminder, you, you know, you have to grow through the process. I think the encouraging part of this, it, you have to take the stairs. That's one step at a time. And that's mm-hmm. those are things you can track. Those are things you can that are tangible that you could put your hands on and keep working on those. And that's really what we're going to talk about today with habit formation. Um, habits are important and there's something that you uh, want to focus on and make sure you're, you're building those. It's not everything. It's not the answer to everything, but they're important. Uh, weeding out bad habits and installing good habits. So these are some of those steps that you're going to take one step at a time to success. Uh, One book that I've enjoyed is from James Clear, Atomic Habits, uh, which really shows how to begin to create uh, habits incrementally. You know, it's it's called atomic because it's small. Take small steps. And and when when we're taking, when we're creating new habits, the, the kind of four processes that that book talks about in Atomic Habits. The first thing is you want something that is obvious that you, as you're changing your habit, you want something that's before you that is obvious and tangible so that it's not something that is so far reaching that you can't seem to attain to it. You know, it's, it's just that little incremental step. But at the same time, as you're breaking it, you want it to be attractive. If you can hear this, if you're trying to create a new habit and it looks boring and dull and horrible, you're not going to go for it. Yeah. Not something that you really want to do. Yeah. I remember when I was dealing with some kind of pre-diabetic issues, uh, I was told you can't have granulated white sugar anymore, but I like a little sweet. So what do I do? And I started doing stuff and I found that there were certain things, coconut palm sugar or uh, maple syrup could be a, a replacement that was much healthier for you, obviously not in tons, but it actually <laughs> made a difference. So I could still begin to take away the white sugar and find something that was still attractive. And, and, and I, as a result, I was able to lose weight and, and various things that would help me with, with that pre-diabetic situation. Okay. And the other thing is you want to make it not just attractive, you want to make it tangible and easy. And you find these things. And if you can do those incrementally, it satisfies you. And then you find the replacement. And then you begin to find new habits in order to replace the old one. Okay. Okay. And so this, you're talking about you're talking about steps and not a leap. That's right. And that's what yeah. we were talking about, uh, Zig Ziglar's thing. You know, you 
there's no elevator access, but take the stairs. Okay. It's those little incremental steps that you want to take. What I often find is victory and maturity happens in the steps. It happens in the journey, not the success of the journey. And that's the same thing with habits. You know, if you want to, to be able to break a habit, you, you can't go try to get to the end result too quickly. You've got to take that, those stairs. You've got to take the journey. Uh, and there's no shortcuts, unfortunately. That's what I've realized. The more shortcuts you take, the more, if you like, the longer the journey goes. Yeah, and so, yeah. and so th- those are maybe some key things that we want to have a look at. If you get the chance, read the book Atomic Habits. It's really helpful when you're trying to begin to create incremental and healthy habits into your life. Steve, another book I really liked on habit formation was by Marshall Goldsmith. It was, it's just simply called Triggers. And it really opened up a lot of understanding for me on focusing on the trigger and how powerful that can be. What, what, uh, what are some thoughts you have about that? You know, when we're trying to break bad habits, it's so important for us to know what activates the habit. Okay, you know every every action is is uh, is rooted in the thought that preceded it. Okay, and so when you think about that, there are things that trigger you. So, for example, I've worked really really hard out of a really stressful time, and I'm tired and I'm exhausted. I'm alone, and that could trigger this need for pleasure or need for reward. Okay, mm-hmm. and this trigger, and that could happen. It could be food, and, and you know, and, and I've helped people with with pornography issues. That can be something that happens that those things start activating, but it's not necessarily the porn or the food or the drink or whatever. It's actually there's something internally happening that's being triggered, and there's usually three main parts to a habit that that happens. The first thing is the trigger or the cue. There are certain routine situations that happen that almost automatically send you into a need for reward, okay? What we need to understand is that the triggers themselves are neutral, but they set a series of actions and motions that, that, that cause you to go into a series of behaviors that you seemingly, quote-unquote, can't control. That's why it's a bad habit. I keep doing it. Yeah, well, you're you have you're to on realize, autopilot. You're on autopilot. Absolutely. Yeah. But you have to realize, and we'll look at this in a little bit, that the, the, the reason the habit you do it is because it gives you something. It feeds something. That's why it's so addictive in, so, in some way. But if you can know your triggers, then you can potentially avoid them, okay, or become more aware of them so you're not feeding the habit. Steve, I think one of the reasons that's so powerful is when people think about breaking a bad habit, it can seem overwhelming. But I think what we want to encourage you on is if you can identify the trigger or triggers, and just focus on managing those triggers, you can kind of stop the routine before it starts. Mm-hmm. And right. it's a lot easier. It's a lot easier to just try to manage the trigger than it is to think about changing your entire behavior pattern. I was really surprised how much this actually works. It can be very effective. I'll, I'll be giving an example. Someone I know very well was trying to break a pornography issue. And by the way, some you might need to think about this. You might need to examine your habit first to see. But this particular person found that the beginning of the whole cycle of studying that pattern in motion was opening an incognito web browser because that doesn't track your cookies and and your your history. And anytime he, he did that, it it made him vulnerable and he could probably go down a really dark path really fast. Sure. But managing, I won't open 
an incognito web browser was a whole lot easier than trying to manage his thoughts and feelings and emotions and uh, chemicals and all the other things that kick in when you're in the middle of the habit. So just nailing that one thing, actually, you know, three years in is still uh, porn free. And it was just that, that plus some accountability. We'll talk about that later. Yeah, no, that that's really good, Pete, because I think when we recognize those triggers, um, you know, it could be simply as if let's say you're a smoker, it might be simply as, hey, coffee break, taking a coffee break, and that triggers your your you going outside to take a smoke. And you recognize, okay, I still need to have a break. And and we begin to look at it, and we'll look at this later, things that you can replace that with so that it's not triggering you so much, or you can decide that you're going to do something different so that mm-hmm. it's not triggering the same, if you like, body memories that yeah. cause yeah. you into that habit. And that's really the power of habit, right? Is it, it's, that's the whole definition of it. You know, I, I'm not thinking, I'm not being intentional with this anymore. It's just mm-hmm. on autopilot. Well, you know, you can make the same, let's, let's see that for what it is. It's actually neutral. You can make those things work for you as well. So when we talk Absolutely. about establishing yeah. positive habits, um, again, some of the same principles apply. So you can make triggers work for you. Okay. Mm-hmm. So what's one thing, if there's a trigger, uh, associated with a positive habit, if you do that, if you make sure you do that, it can cause everything else to just kind of sequentially fall in place. Um, yeah. I'll give him uh, an example from my own life. I like to go to the gym first thing in the morning, like right after I wake up Very and proud of you, Pete. Yeah, well, it's survival. It's like the only time that works for me because I get too too uh, distracted otherwise. So what I found was if I look at my phone after I wake up, right, and uh, uh, I have certain routines I go through, but if I look at my phone and check my email, my chance of going to the gym just went down to about 40%. Wow. Okay. Yeah. It's terrible. Like it's really bad because, oh, I got to answer this. And then, oh, I'll just answer this one email. Then bam, 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 bam. I'm on my computer. And then there's all these other distractions. An hour and a half later, I was into my social media and everything and forget about it. I'm not going to hit the gym. So I, so instead of beating myself up, which I did for a long time, I said, wait a minute, let's just try to manage the trigger. The trigger was my phone. The only thing I allow myself to check is the weather because I'm going to have to walk to my gyms are just a block and a half away in the city, which is great. That's the only thing I do is check my weather just to know how to dress. That's it. And that's easy to manage. Okay. And by managing that, it would just bam, before I know it, muscle memory, I'm putting my clothes on. I've had my bag packed. I'm walking over to the gym. You know, once I actually, once I leave my apartment, it's, it's going to happen. So again, this is the same principle, but you can leverage it for positive, make a trigger work for you. Yeah, that's, that's really good, Pete, because, you know, sometimes we think that triggers are the negative. Okay. Or it, it, that's the thing that spirals me down, but actually it can spiral you up. Okay. And I yeah. think that's a classic, uh, you know, and I mean, I, I think, for example, for me, when I, when I look at some of the, the triggers, I mean, it's so interesting. So many of us phones are. Yeah. It's a big uh, part I, of our life. Big, big of our lives now. And and, and, yep. and for many clients that I work with, actually the phone can get in the way of their marriages. Okay. Mm-hmm. Or their family time, because they're constantly looking at their phones rather than being engaged in the relationships that are around them, because quote unquote, the next text might be important. That's a habit. It's like, shut your phone off at the dinner table. 
like don't or don't bring it to the table. You can't or silence it or something. That's will force you to yeah. communicate. But that's a simple thing you can manage, but it has really positive effects. It's for no, a positive I, habit. I, I, I realized that, you know, a number of years ago that was becoming an issue for me. And so if I'm on a date with my wife, the phone goes goes in my pocket. Okay. Um, it's not visible so that I'm not seeing it. Because even if mm. you if you can hear this, have your phone and turn it upside down, your phone is still visible and it still buzzes. And yeah. the moment it buzzes, it actually causes you to think about your phone not being present in the moment. Yeah, you're okay, being hardwired so, attached so, to your phone. So for those of you who are listening right now and say, well, I, I, I turn my phone upside down. Let's be real with ourselves, okay? <laughs> you still have the temptation in front of you. It's, it's that thing. If you even if you have your phone in front of you, it's still there, and you th- and if it buzzes, you you then think, who who is that or what is that? Do I need to check that? And then you get frustrated because your thoughts are no longer on your wife or on the, your kids. Your thoughts are back to work or whatever it might be. Okay, yeah. so so make sure that you with the triggers, put them away and work with it. Yeah. So, so understand this principle, okay, that the, the, a trigger is the beginning of a series of events that get set in motion naturally. Sometimes it's going to take a little observation and it's going to take a little creativity to, to figure out, oh, you know what? Every time I fall into this bad habit, this is the thing that it's whenever I pass my pantry and the door is open. That's when I reach for a snack. <laughs> Close it. Close the pantry or or something. And again, also for establishing positive habits, right? I have a I have another uh, guy that I, I know. He wanted to run in the morning. And so what he would do is set his running shoes on the toilet seat <laughs> in his bathroom. So first thing when he got up, he'd go to the bathroom. There were his running shoes. He'd put them on. Bam. It's a trigger. It's a positive trigger. So you can do those things. And then another hack, really, if you will, is attach your trigger, associate it with something that already occurs, associate it with something that already occurs. So my wife and I like to have a connection time in the morning. Okay. And um, I work from home, but we would miss each other. You know, we could see each other, but we're not always having meaningful connection. And what we did was, and she's busy. She's got her own routine in the morning, which includes exercise, you know, hitting the shower and making a smoothie. Okay. Mm. Well, what I knew was when I heard the blender go for her making the smoothie, she was about to have some free uninterrupted time. That became our trigger to sit down, connect, talk about what's important during the day, pray together. Okay. So again, it, I didn't then have to manage a separate event. I attached it to something that was already going to happen every day and my, it, it just makes it a lot easier to manage. That's what we're, we're here to do is give you tips and tricks that work. And you're just illustrating what we talked right at the beginning about three parts of a, of a habit is the first is the trigger, the blender, or that that's mm-hmm. the cue, okay, which led to the routine, which is spending time together. And it leads to the reward where both of you are more in love uh, <laughs> uh, and, and just more connected. And so when you're looking for for breaking bad habits and replacing with them with good ones. Okay. Remember, find a cue, like the blender, Yeah. find the routine that's going to be healthy. And then the reward, uh, you know, more recently for me, my wife and I, we, what we're doing is we're, we're spending time similar to you, but my, the routine is as soon I go for a walk in the morning. And when I come back, that cue is when I come back, that's the time we're going to take time together and, and just get our morning routines and so forth. So it's a really great way when you start thinking about how can I make triggers work for me? 
Now, the, the other thing is, and we, we were touching it a little bit, Pete, is you know when we recognize we have a bad habit, we have to replace it with a good one. I call it kind of this divine exchange that needs to take place. But again, it, it's instead of trying to stop doing something, so stop is a negative thing. Think about start. Start doing something. Start something, hmm. something that's positive. You know, uh, Just going back to the phone, because most of my clients are in Asia, they would be uh, sending me texts oh, while I was asleep. So I'd be picking mm-hmm. them up, and then immediately my brain is going in there, and similar to you, I'm, I'm no longer, if you like, in a place of peace. And I need to start thinking about my own personal mental and emotional spiritual yes. health rather than so forth. Yes. And so for, sure. uh, for, for the, you know, I, 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 faith is very important to me. So what I started doing was when I picked up the phone in the morning, the first thing I thought was rather than look at my emails, I'm going to do some meditation. And so for me, I would open up the scriptures and I would read the scriptures and f- ponder them for the first 15 minutes. So, it's, I was still picking up my phone because I was using the phone app, but it was actually a healthy way to begin to spend the first 15 minutes just focusing and getting quiet, getting my, my heart and my mind in the right place uh, before act- activating the rest of the, activating the, rest of the, the time. Uh, I also, I remember I had a client of mine, and, and she was, <laughs> this, this particular time, she was speaking so negatively about her, her spouse and I was saying, if you keep going down that route, it's just going to get worse. Okay, your mm-hmm. your relationship with your spouse isn't going to get better. So this is what I want you to do. I want you to think about the day before or the last forty eight hours and things that your spouse actually did that actually was a blessing to you. And the first thing in the morning when you get up, I want you to text him and encourage him. This, I uh, thank you for this. Thank you for that. You were so wonderful when you did this or whatever. Can I tell you it? changed the atmosphere of their marriage and they began to to see major changes the guy instead of feeling really uh crappy going to work was actually feeling really elevated and his productivity better he was doing things and he became more open to receive from his wife and they began to talk about real issues rather than just avoiding them all the time Mm -hmm. so so these are practical habits exchange something that is negative with something that is good. One last thing that you might want to do simply, you know, if you're not getting to something, I often say, if it's not in my diary, it's not going to happen. Okay. Or my schedule. And so I intentionally put things in my schedule. And so when I see it, I have to do it. And so that may be something else that might be a tip to stop doing something and move into something that's, that's healthy. Yeah, absolutely. Well, Steve, you know, when I, when I think about the whole concept of habits, you know, you'll hear the word willpower associated a lot with with habits. Mm-hmm. And the truth is, it's hard to exercise your will all the time, like to be intentional and make things happen. And that's what we're really trying to present here to you today is it's exhausting for you to constantly always try to exercise your will and go against the grain of what you were comfortable doing. And so by focusing your will on triggers or look, I'm doing this habit anyway. I'm already doing it. I can just switch and take the same moment and and make it a positive thing. It's less expenditure of that really precious willpower and intentionality. And it's focusing it at the places where it's really going to make a big difference and have the ripple effect for you. Mm-hmm. So you're not a bad person if if you can't muster quote unquote enough willpower to constantly make these big huge changes. Yeah. Instead, use what willpower and focus you do have and uh, apply it in the right places, you're going to have better success. 
And that's why we're we at the beginning, we just said take atomic baby steps, little <laughs> steps towards things rather than trying to go cold turkey to change something. You know, forming a habit takes time and commitment. Like you said, Pete, you can't be discouraged if we we're gonna fail. And that's part of the process, okay? But because we fail doesn't mean it's not working, okay? Mm-hmm. Failure is only failure if we don't learn from it. So we have to put, in, we have to adapt and make changes and whatever. You know, there, there was interesting. It, it, there was a 2010 study published in the European Journal of Social Psychology, and it said, "This is interesting, Pete. How long do you think it takes for a behavior change, on average, to take place?" Uh, I've heard varying numbers, but uh, what does the <laughs> journal say? Well, the journal said the average was 66 days, so about just over two months to break a habit. In the study itself, some people broke habits between 18 days to 254 days. But so when they put all the average together, it was approximately about 66 days to break a habit. So when you're forming a a plan, a healthy plan to break a habit, give yourself a degree of what I call grace and patience, because it will take a number of times and you just keep plodding along until bit by bit, incrementally, you're, you're overcoming it and you're having victory over it. You're rewiring patterns in your brain. And mm-hmm. one slip up does not reset you back to zero. Okay. Yeah. So don't, don't get discouraged if you make a mistake, you just get back yeah. up and keep trying. So as we're looking at these issues of finding new way, new habits to replace old bad habits or, or dealing with your stress, what else can we do, Pete? How can we uh, do things that make things work for us? Well, a few more practical things, Steve. So many people try to develop new habits, they get discouraged. We don't want that for you. So here's a few more practical things for you to consider to make sure these things stick and actually do become habits. And the first thing is be thoughtful about this, okay? You're going to need a plan. And New Year's is, I think part of the reason people do a lot of resolutions is it's inspiring. It's the beginning of a year. Well, inspiration is only going to get you so far. You really do need a plan. So be thoughtful about this. Take some of the tips we've given you. We've also recommended a couple books that you could read, but get a plan. Second, only try to tackle one new habit at a time. Okay. It's, uh, you know, you, you might do some reflection or think of all the ways you want your life to change. Well, that's great. Make that your plan for the year, <laughs> but only only tackle trying to change one new habit at a time. Remember earlier, we talked about willpower. Okay. It's, it's a precious commodity. You don't have unlimited willpower. You'll run out if you try to spend it on too many things. Consider adding some accountability on, on some of your habits. Um, I, I have a friend of mine and, and, uh, I would check in um, right now. I'm not doing this, but for a good year, I would check in and send him a text. There were a few different things I was trying to change. And I said, on a scale of one to 10, did I try my best to blank? And I'd have to rate myself one to 10. And it worked, you know, uh, because um, I knew somebody was going to be checking in on me and that person cared and he'd follow up with me. And there were days that I blew it. And there was a lot of grace there from the other person, but just having another person to check in with makes it, it's kind of makes it more real that it's not just something in your head. It's kind of externalizes the whole process. And along with that is think ahead of time. What will you do if you miss a day on your habit or if you relapse a little bit, what are you going to do? Because it probably will happen. And I'm not trying to sound defeatist, but you know, do, are you going to scrap it? Are you going to give up? Or are you just going to get right back up again? Is, is that accountability partner 
you know, talk ahead of time. I need some accountability. If I blow it, this is what I need you to do. Remind me of my goal or, you know, whatever, whatever you need, but have a plan for, you know, when things don't go perfect for you. Yeah. And remember, if you have a macro understanding that the habit's going to take a time to break, all right, you're going to have moments of failure and failure is actually part of the journey. But like I said earlier, failure is only failure if you don't learn from it. So rather than beat yourself up that I failed, just simply say, okay, what did I do that caused me to fail and what can I adjust? You know, so what do I need to avoid? Do I have to cut something out or do I have to avoid, you know, a certain trigger or whatever it might be so that you can become more self-aware and that self-awareness will really help you as you're breaking those habits. Yeah, absolutely. You can learn a lot when you blow it, right? And yep. and always look for always look for reducing it down to the simple thing instead of beating yourself up and thinking, "Oh, I'm not a a strong-willed person." Boil it down to managing like the simplest thing that you possibly can. We mentioned a couple books in the podcast. We just want to repeat those for you. One of them was uh, Atomic Habits by James Clear. Another is Triggers by Marshall Goldsmith. There are many others out there as well. Um, I've also read a book called The Power of Habit, but uh, those two, you know, would be really good ones to to get you on your way and to give you some additional tools to uh, to get moving forward. Absolutely. Well, let's close with our transformation application. And this is what uh, I would like us to try and look at. We talked a lot about stress and finding the root cause of your stress, okay? So right now, if you're feeling kind of insecure, you're feeling that something's not quite right, there's a lot of anxiety, and you're feeling kind of overwhelmed, those are all the formulas of stress and anxiety that's going to be working. And so what you want to do, rather than say, I'm stressed, or rather than say, I'm just so anxious, why don't you get to the, begin to examine what are the things that are causing me stress? And what are the things that I need to do to, to deal with that stress, whether it's getting help or, like I said earlier, maybe that you're doing more than you can bite off and maybe there's something you need to lose in order to gain what you want to do. Those little simple things that you can help you just find that place of equilibrium and that place of where you can operate within the capacity that you have. So examine those areas of stress. And so as we close today, I'm just going to speak over you that you are more powerful than you think, okay? Mm-hmm you begin to put the right plans in place and as you begin to align with with who you are you're going to see transformation because your your life is being transformed so that you can transform your world well it's so great to have you pete again we have so much fun just talking about habits this is a good habit you and i doing podcasts i like (laughs) all right well have a great week and we look forward to our next episode thank you pete bye-bye Thank you for listening to the Transform Your Life podcast. We'll be releasing a new episode every Monday, so we hope you'll continue to tune in. If you enjoyed today's episode, please subscribe, rate, and review the show on iTunes or wherever you listen to podcasts. Your review helps the show to reach more people around the world. If you're looking for coaching or more resources, follow us on Facebook, LinkedIn, or our Instagram page, From the Insight Out. If you want to connect with me, Pete Cafarcio, go to PeteCoaching.com. And if you want to connect with me, Steve Chua, go to SteveChuaIntl.com. Remember, we want to help you transform your life so that you can transform your world. Have an awesome week, everyone.